Hey, what's going on, Exposed Ones? It's Jay North, Northern Exposure Podcast. Uh, interesting topic. Interesting topic today, uh, dealing with it, real life, real world, yours truly. Um, but last night, there was a vote, and uh, that that's a little bit of a testy subject right now, too, when I say there was a vote. Um, apparently, according to some parents, like this got slid under the rug in the 11th hour, and there wasn't a whole lot of promotion on it, or so I'm to understand. If my memory serves me correctly, uh, I caught wind on this topic maybe a couple weeks ago, but I was under the impression it would be something for, you know, September, for the following school year. But apparently, effective immediately, our school district has implemented a policy where they will basically uh, take your child's cell phone for the entire school day. It will be locked in this special pouch that our tax dollars bought and apparently the school unlocks it and then gives it back to the child at the end of the day and uh, I'm a little cloudy on the locking mechanism it sounds like it all works off electronics Um, so like basically somebody from the school enters a code and your case magically pops open now and you can have access to your phone But otherwise, I'm to understand there's no access to it uh, when it's locked in that case until the school basically releases it. And this has raised quite the debate. And I'm not going to lie, yours truly went on Facebook this morning, did a post under my own personal self, Jay North, uh, in regards to my sincerest opinions on the situation right now. Uh, No fluff with me, guys. Like When I say something, I mean what I say and I say what I mean. And uh, that's, that's where I'm at with this topic, uh, and, I, and I'll talk about it a little bit here in this podcast. But it was interesting. A lot of parents, I noticed, we, we had a busy day yesterday, as, uh, as most families of five do, especially when you've got kids in activities and, and things of that nature. But uh, a family cousin actually put a post up on Facebook that I caught last night, and basically this vote was done at like 6.30 yesterday evening. And the grumbling on some of the posts that I saw was that, like, you know, hey, thanks for the goddamn heads up. Nobody knew you guys were doing this. The turnout's going to be shitty. Hey, parents, if you're against this, you got to get out here and you got to vote. And apparently, this policy is effective immediately. The cell phone confiscation bill, whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't, I don't know what their technical name is for it. That's not the name. But it's effective immediately. So that pissed some people off because, and, and I get it because if this was a person running for office for within the school district, a school board person, you would have heard about this person months and months and months ago. There'd have been shit up everywhere. They'd have been screaming from the rooftops to anybody that would listen to please come out and vote, please come out and vote, blah, blah, blah. Here we have a policy change uh, that they want to basically expedite and make effective immediately. And from what I'm seeing from friends and family that, you know, we have kids in this district, the comments that I was seeing on the district Facebook page, it seems that parents were pissed and this was kind of, you know, short notice and they didn't have a lot of time to really prepare for it and digest it, which to me, okay, if it was short notice on the timing, that's fine. I don't really think you need a lot of time to digest this. The school basically wants to separate your child from their cell phone for the entirety of the school day and then basically give them back 
by unlocking them electronically in these specialized pouches. So here's my opinion. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I'm going to tell you why I don't like it. And again, this is 360 degrees. And I've got some perspectives from people who do like it. Uh, Ironically, they're in the education system. Maybe that sways perspective. Possibly. Absolutely. Probably. Right. I mean, I even made a comment on the Facebook page that your personal perspectives right now are going to strongly influence how you feel about this topic. Now, there's a couple really inconvenient truths right now, folks, and I wasn't shy about popping that off on my Facebook either. We have had over the last couple weeks uh, two heinous, murderous, hate-driven crimes at a Tops in Buffalo, New York, and the tragedy in Texas recently, right? These are, this is the inconvenient truth. Also here, in this area, Rochester and surrounding areas, the gentleman that just experienced this last week chimed in on my Facebook. We've had fake threats or hoaxes, if you will, called into these schools, basically threatening to, to replicate <clears throat> what happened in Texas. And the gentleman who just had to deal with this nightmare last week commented that you have no idea how relieving it was to be able to hear my kid's voice and for him to tell me, hey, we're all right, everybody's here, we are locked down, but we think it's a hoax, law enforcement's here, blah, 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 I'm okay. That would help a lot of parents, I'm sure, to be able to make that contact in that situation. So, again, that's a reason why I don't like it. But the the main reason I don't like it, because I don't base my life on the prospect of tragedy, right? We can't live our lives in fear. That ugly is out there. That ugly is out there. That evil is out there. But when I wake up in the morning, I don't, I don't map my day out, you know, around fear. It's a lot more uh, everyday, day-to-day routine, logistically speaking, you know, why I want to be able to have contact with my children. Uh, Number one, two of them are old enough to stay home, watch themselves, take care of their baby sister, and cook meals. So they are mature. And this, this, this one, we'll get to it, because this goes into parenting too, because some people shouldn't have had kids. That's right. I said it. You shouldn't have had kids. Shouldn't have had kids. One of my buddy was complaining about how entitled the children feel in regards to these cell phones because mommy and daddy buy them. That entitlement doesn't come from the kid. That manifests from home into the child who then brings that attitude to school. So some of you suck ass as parents. If your kid's going into school with that level of entitlement, with that lack of respect for the, not just the educators, but their peers and everybody else who's trying to do the right thing, that comes back to mom and dad, period. Done with that. There's no repercussions. And your child knows it, and that's why it feels entitled. So that's on you, mom and dad. Some of you should not have had kids. Yeah, I said it. And if you're, and if that, if that just pissed you off, maybe you're one of those people. <laughs> but again, take some responsibility for how your child is behaving. So here comes the slippery slope. I was having a conversation on there with a, with a friend of mine, colleague. We used to work together uh, in the industry that I'm in. 
And, you know, now he, he's been an educator for 22 years and he's seeing these kids, you know, use these cell phones to basically uh, coordinate their dirty deeds. He's in a city school. Uh, he sees a lot more violence, a lot more drugs, a lot more gang related activities. And, you know, they do use their cell phones to coordinate a lot of the bullshit that they're going to do. He also made a comment that they're able to, like, set up meetings and congregate in mass in the bathrooms and, you know, pull up inappropriate shit, do their bullying. And I understand all that. And I've got an incredible amount of empathy for any educator in his situation where you really don't have any control. The aforementioned entitlement comes walking through the door. Uh, some of these kids, you know, I want to hold parents accountable, but the truth is, is some of these kids don't really have parents, you know, for whatever the reason. Whatever the reason is, they're not being raised by mom and dad. They're being raised by another family member. Perhaps they are in foster care. There's all kinds of different situations. Nothing that we deal with as human beings is a one-size-fits-all situation. So I have empathy for those kids. I have empathy for the educator who is constantly and powerlessly, from based on how it sounds, from the feedback that I'm getting from him, he can't do nothing about it. There's no repercussions. So again, you could argue that that goes back to home, to the home life. And in some children's cases, yes, that's absolutely going to be the issue. You as parents should have never set the table for little Timmy or little Agatha to ever feel that way. They shouldn't have walked in there. Like I, we teach our kids respect from the jump. Now, if somebody's doing something fucked up, fuck that, come get me. Okay. But our kids have respect. And as a parent, that is the nicest thing that you can hear because your kid's going to be a shithead to you from time to time. And you're going to want to kill them. And they're going to get in trouble with you. Your mom and dad, you know, we're not here to be the best friend. Not yet. That day will come. But, you know, you go... Parents, you, you got to take the bull by the horns and you have to teach these kids respect. And our kids, we knew that. And I'm not telling you I'm the perfect parent. I'm not going to write a fucking book for you guys to go out and read. But there has to be effort. And if your kid's going out into society with that attitude, there's no consequences at home. That falls back on the shoulders of the parents. Where are you at? Now, when my kids, they, they're not perfect angels. They have, in fact, gotten in trouble this school year for the very device I'm recording this podcast on, the very goddamn device we're talking about, the cell phone. Knuckleheads. They were doing stupid stuff. My daughter was simply distracted by it. Social butterfly. Has to text every goddamn person, anybody that'll listen. And, you know, that's one issue. The other issue is we've got ADD, ADHD, diagnoses, and there's all kinds of things. So I have another argument. If they're not getting you know, distracted by the cell phone, fine, you take that away. What else are they coming in the school with now? Apple watches, fidget spinners. I mean, again, diagnosis of ADHD on the rise. We have admitted that these kids have a problem paying attention. And, you know, even I as an adult now, 41 years old, find myself at times having a problem paying attention because there's just so much goddamn stimulation out there that you almost feel weird when I go for a walk around the neighborhood and deliberately leave my cell phone at home. Like deliberately, like screw that thing sometimes. So I get it. I get the perspective because, I, and I've said before, this technology, worst, best thing ever 
for humanity. Worst best thing ever. So many good things can be done with it. So many incredible and amazing things can be done with it. But then, of course, you've got your troublemakers. <laughs> and they're everywhere, right? They're, they're in every facet. So, you know, while I understand my friends that are in the districts, in the education game that are saying, you know, hey, we think this is a good thing. I wish my district would embrace this because, again, to, to my memory, the, the one gentleman does work within the district that I'm speaking. The other one does not. Um, but, you know, we're one of the first districts, if not the first district. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I, I don't hear any rumblings of other districts doing it. Um, but I think we're the first one. I really do, at least in this Rochester area. If it's been done anywhere else across the United States, I'm not privy to that knowledge uh, at this time. But we are the first district, to my knowledge, in this area to do this. Um, so, you know, it ruffled some feathers. I had some parents from outside districts going, you know, I don't know if I would be on board with it. It just, it makes me feel a little uneasy. You know, at the same time, I want my son or daughter to be respectful, to not be distracted by the phone. I want to look at the, you know, grades and everything. And my partners in education, you know, they have admitted that it's not every student. It's not every student that's, that's really abusing the hell out of this. But it's to a magnitude, and I think every school is going to be a little bit different. Like, and I never want to make these comparisons. I, I did private school in my life, and I've done public school. I started private, ended public, okay? It, it doesn't really matter the order of things, but I would be curious to how much this happens in a private school setting versus a public school setting. Does the private school, be, and I can only speak of the ones that I'm familiar with here, and I can only go back to my personal experience at St. Lawrence, K through eight. And let's just try to pretend that instead of that little schoonjeel Jason, you know, going to school in the 80s and the 90s, he was doing it today as a little punk-ass St. Lawrence patriot. There's, there's phones, you know, there's the technology. I feel that walking into that building... And again, things have changed. That, that school does not go to eighth grade anymore. But I think most middle schoolers have some sort of electronic device, cell phone, something to get in touch with mom and dad, um, especially if you have two working parents. You know, it's kind of a big deal. Kid's going to be home alone for a little while, this and that, la, la, la. Sure. You know, um, are there emergencies that pop up during the middle of the day where perhaps your student, your child can quick text you or call you faster than the school can turn that around? Absolutely. Uh, but I would expect in those settings, in that, in that private school settings that just, they demand a lot. I, I'm not trying to sound like an asshole. We were held to a very high standard. They demand a lot out of you, um, especially from respect and discipline standpoint. Like you better be squared away or there's consequences. I'm not sure it would be as big of a problem. Again, I can only speak on the schools that I go to. So I'd be curious to see that data point. Are the private schools having the same issues versus the public schools? Who has what for consequences? Are we talking in school suspensions? Um, are kids being kicked out of class? Does it affect the grades? You know, these are all questions that, uh, you know, I would like to get answered. And I'm not, I'm not denying that there's certainly uh, an issue with uh, uh, paying attention 
and distractions. But I think the issue is bigger than just the cell phone. I think if you take the cell phone away, then there'll be a new flavor of the week. And, and whatever that is, because these kids are so used to occupy. You ever hear the, so when they talk about people quitting smoking, right? They talk about the addiction to the nicotine, yes. But then they talk about the addiction to the activity. You're keeping that right hand busy. And you're just used to making that motion. Same with alcoholics. How many people, I've heard a few stories from people that the toughest part of not being an alcoholic anymore when they decided, hey, I'm getting sober, fuck this, enough is enough, was the urge to simply put something up to their lips. So I've heard stories of a lot of them like, hey, I had to switch to soda cans because even though I was taking the alcohol away from my body, I still had that impulsive desire to have a can in my hand and drink something. So what will be the next thing to distract them? Is it fidget spinners? Is it Apple Watches? What is it? What is it? So I'm not necessarily sure. And again, nothing, nothing is a side, nothing on earth is ever one size fits all. But I'm not necessarily sure that cutting the kids off from it all day in that manner, in that format is the best option. Um, cause you are going to have, again, the timing of all of this with everything that just went on, you got parents already uneasy and we're, you know, we're like 10 days away from summertime. Like, I think their timing was terrible. I do. I think their timing was terrible. And why, why did you have to enforce that now when there's literally not even a week left of regular class and then we go into finals? Why was it so – you are going to forget what it felt like by the time September comes around. And what are you going to do? Are you going to give me some BS report that productivity was up this last week? <laughs> like I just – I don't understand what the urgency was to rush it through now instead of sitting down and having some real solid school board meetings on what this thing looks like if we execute it in September – what are the expectations of the parents? What's the expectation of the student? Violations. What are the consequences? I just, and again, I don't want to sound like the freaking old crow sitting there squawking on the apex of the barn roof, but there's just no consequences anymore for anything. There's no accountability. Look at bail reform in New York State, for Christ's sake. Nobody's held accountable anywhere anywhere so again to me i get both sides of it i really do my personal take i don't like it i want to be able to have, if i need to get in touch with my child i need to be able to and i understand when my friends like you could just call through the school switchboard well in the case of a true emergency a true emergency, like the call-in hoax that a gentleman I know had to deal with last week, which I can't imagine is, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. We've had our school go on lockdown a couple times over the years for some crap that was going on in the area. Uh, and it's really unnerving. It really is. You know in your mind that 98% of the time, it's everything's going to be fine. It's probably bullshit. But that 2%, it bothers you just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know? So... Again, I get it. I get both sides. I get the teachers that are frustrated. And my question to you would be like, what is your, what is your school and or your district doing to back you up? How are these kids being held accountable? Um, 
But again, that seems to be a lost art in today's society. Accountability, responsibility, respect, these all seem to be lost arts. And it's very concerning. Very concerning. And we raised this, right? Like, let's, let's take some responsibility. We raised this. We raised it. I mean, again, they say it takes a village. And I realize that there's kids that, you know, they get just lucky, born into certain situations where, you know, their life is significantly improved or easier or whatever, whatever definition you want to put on it versus some other kids. But, you know, again, I stand behind my convictions. It was a waste of tax dollars right now. We've got bigger fish to fry, not just in our district, but in most of the school districts here in Rochester. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if there's backlash on this uh, based on what I see on the Facebook. It, 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 I, my gut tells me there will be a little bit of apparent backlash on it. The first school board meeting might be a little intense because, again, you got people that really want to dig in. They, they really want to argue and they want to win that argument. And honestly, guys, I think, I think the reason why I'm able to have respectful and constructive conversations, even with people that I might strongly uh, disagree with, is because I realize that there isn't a one-size-fits-all solution because it it isn't a one-size-fits-all problem. And there's going to be some give and take, and some things are going to be implemented that work really well, and some things are going to be implemented that don't work well at all. You know, this is the age that we are in, Cell phones are forever, man. They're not going anywhere. I've never seen technology go backwards. Well, I don't want to say that. We're, we're kind of idiots. We might blow ourselves up and then, yeah, it absolutely would go backwards. Um, but, you know, it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. You're certainly not going to make everybody happy. I can empathize with the teachers. Some of you are outstanding. You've been trying to do your job and it has been a sick and twisted affair out there in society. For, for what you guys are, are, are putting up with. And back to what I said earlier, some of the students coming through your door, you know, those feelings of entitlement, those feelings of, you know, no respect, fuck you, I don't have to listen to you. You know, we have a pretty good idea that a lot of that shit comes from the home and, you know, what they're exposed to, how they're raised, what they're seeing. And I make no apologies in saying that. Um, you know, there are people, bad parents, period, or un, un, uh, uninvolved, unengaged, whatever you want to say. And you just, if, if, you're, if you at home don't have accountability for your child, don't hold them accountable. Our kids have been punished, man. Our kids have been like, they probably tell you it was a prison sentence, you know, and we do our best to execute it and make sure that, you know, the full punishment is served. And I think they're becoming better humans for it. Because, you know, there is a right way to act and a wrong way to act. And there is, you know, it's not important to pull your phone out in the middle of the afternoon and text me you want to go to a comic show when you should be paying attention to chemistry. No, it's not. But if you need to text me, you know, that there's an emergency, if you need to text me that you're sick, you know, like, listen, my teenage daughter just became a woman a couple weeks ago. She did not go down to the, you know, she tried to get a hold of my wife first which is what any daughter would do. 
in that situation when it's the first time that you become a woman. And if I have to explain what the hell I'm talking about to you people, I just need you to know that I went to the store and I got her her supplies. And my wife was like, how'd that feel for you? And I was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so that's what I am. I mean, I'm clearly a father with a teenage daughter. But, you know, and again, that's a, that's a once in a lifetime thing. And hers just happened to occur at school. And I'm sure it was nice for her to be able to try to reach out to my wife first, who was actually in a meeting. So she wound up going to the nurse anyway. Um, but, you know, it, 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 so I get both sides of it. I get both sides of it. I really do. Um, but I, I don't think taking away, I, I think it's just a Band-Aid. I, I'm not necessarily sure the phone is the, is the only issue. I'm not sure if you take the phone away that you're actually going to have them automatically just start paying attention again uh, and not find ways around it. Because again, those Apple Watches do the exact same thing. Uh, they can chat texts on their tablets. Like you might be opening up Pandora's box to have to deal with even more shit. So keep that in the back of your mind, school people. I'm just saying these kids are smart. And when it comes to technology, in some cases, they're already smarter than you. Keep that in mind. Exposed ones, regardless of your opinion on topics like this, I hope you're out there being the best possible version of yourself that you could possibly be. And even if you disagree with somebody, as long as they're decent human beings and you know at the end of the day they mean well, there's no reason to be a douchebag. Have respect for each other. That's how we accomplish shit. Until the next time, this is Northern Exposure. I'm Jay North. Y'all be good. Hey, Exposed Ones, a little food for thought. You know, a wise man once told me, if you're bitching without providing any ideas or solutions, then you are simply only bitching. So I realize that you could very fairly ask me, after listening to that first segment, you understand that I don't like the decision that the school district made. Um, and again, it's not like I hate it, I'm all riled up, I, I don't particularly care for it. Um, but you could very fairly ask me, okay, Jay, so what, what is your biggest, brightest idea to, to help remedy this situation and, you know, help those educators that you say you feel empathy for because you can understand what they're going through. What, what, would, what would your big bright idea be? And uh, again, it takes a village, right? So you would need cooperation from the parents. And this is my thought. This, this is where my mind goes. Your student has their cell phone on your cell phone plan, mom and dad. My thought is this. Monday through Friday, from whatever time your little one gets off that school bus and steps foot onto that school property to the final bell of the day ringing, whatever that time frame is, the phone is set to a restrictive emergency contact only mode, which basically gives that phone incoming and outcoming uh, capabilities with three maybe emergency contacts from the family, you know, mom, dad, grandma, aunt, uncle, you know, whatever that looks like. And of course, 911. And that is it for contacts on that device. That is all it can access in or out for the duration of the school day. But your child did not have their phone taken away completely. If they need you, they can get you. And I doubt very highly they're going to try to spend the entire day texting mom, dad, or the other emergency contact uh, 
who agreed to this policy to make sure these kids are not being a giant distraction to themselves and each other and, of course, being disrespectful and not paying attention to their teachers. So that's the first step. And then social media restriction through that cell phone. And, and I'm hoping the technology is there to give parents, because I, di- I haven't dove into this, if you will, but if you can set the same restrictions and basically block social media on your child's cell phone Monday through Friday for the time that they are at school, I think that would be huge. I think that would be huge because social media to me is the septic tank of the internet. Uh, And I can agree with anybody who tells me that a lot of the online bullying shit is occurring through social media because that's absolutely where it occurs. So you block that shit too. You block it. You're at school. You can't get on. You can't get on. And now at this point, there's no emergency. If, if, if you're a child whose parents signed this off for the school district, put this in your permanent record, my, my child is going to be respectful and adhere to this policy. We, the parents, take an initiative setting these restrictions. You should not have a problem with my child. If you do, please call me. Also, too, blocking social media. Now, the school can block social media internally on their gadgets that they have in school. So the social media crap doesn't come from the Chromebooks. I could tell you that. It comes from the phones. So if you're going to not want, if you're like me, you don't like this, I'm also willing to hold my kids accountable and participate with the school district to the best of my abilities to make sure my kid isn't a problem. Not just for you, the teacher, but for the peers around my kids. And ultimately showing respect to those children's parents by trying to make sure that whatever version of my child leaves this house, it's a better version of what it was than yesterday. So that's my idea. These things need to be completely blocked and or restricted during the school day. Now I know what you're thinking. Jay North, not everybody's going to sign that. There's going to be parents that absolutely refuse to sign that. Fine. Two things. First of all, you have a pretty good idea where the vast majority of any of the issues regarding cell phones might come from. They just kind of told you who they might be. Because anybody else whose parents signed off on this policy, they should not be reaching into their pocket. They can't access anything. They've got three or four people that are, you know, older family relatives that are going to get angry if they keep, I cuss my kid out. Why are you bothering me in the middle of the day? Why are you not paying attention? Sorry. And then I don't hear from him again for the rest of the afternoon until he gets home. Then he can finish telling me what the hell he needs to tell me. But that's my idea. You block it. You set emergency-only restrictions during the school day for those three or four contacts, which also includes 911, and you completely block social media. Completely. Which I know the schools can do on their own devices, but for the parents and for the cell phone providers, if that's not an option right now, that's something that needs to be 
an option where parents of school-age kids who are in possession of a cell phone can completely block social media during school hours. If that exists already, awesome. If that doesn't exist yet, why? And I'll leave you guys with that. That's my bright idea. You could think I'm an idiot, or you could be like, you know what? Maybe that jackass is on to something. Guys, thanks again for listening. Go out there. Be awesome. Be well. We'll talk to you next time.